Hello, everyone, and welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today, we're talking about it all. We've got full series feedback, baby. I'm, of course, your host, Kirsten McKinnis, joined, as always, by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Kirsten, I feel like this might be the longest we've gone without speaking to each other it's in a been long time. a minute. Yeah. When did we last record again? Oh, geez. June sometime? No, no we did a, we did it a was Patreon July. in July. It was July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's think we've recorded <laughs> two in July, but yeah, it's been a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Not our normal routine. I jumped on the Zoom and you were like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. And I was like, <laughs> you literally just miss me. Like, stop. <laughs> but you are. It's perfect makeup. Oh my God. Great hair. My makeup is like smeared because we're in a heat wave. Um, <laughs> I have my greasy hair pulled back into two braids. Lindsay just loves me so much that she can't. I'm just reminding you that you want to continue podcasting with me in spite of how busy you are. Oh my God. Listen, we're going to have to take a break, <laughs> which I think we had discussed. Yes. On an unrelated note. But like, obviously, I want to keep podcasting with you. <laughs> Yes. yes this is how we tell people we do have to take we have a couple weeks off yeah listen love island is on six days a week did you know that six I days a week no what do they possibly have to do on six days listen they don't need six days like a lot happens and it's a great show and i love it and actually season four of love island usa is <laughs> chef's kiss perfection the drama is incredible i'm loving it but it's two podcasts a week and the show is on six days a week And it's just a little much when you also consider that I have mess magnets and Big Brother is on. What are they doing on Love Island? They're just trying to find love. Have you ever watched Bachelor in Paradise? I'm familiar with the concept. So it's kind of like (laughs) Bachelor in Paradise where they're trying to make couples and there's lots of men and women. And then like every week there'll be an odd number of men and women and people will go home. And then new people are constantly coming in. But what's great about Love Island is halfway through Love Island, they do Temptation Island like on Love Mm -hmm. Island where they bring in like a full group of singles and swap it out. Listen, it's pure drama, pure chaos. And it's really good, but it takes up my whole life for like a couple of weeks in okay. the in the summer all right well yeah i listen i love the horse girls and i wish that i was able i wish i could quit just like my full-time job in order to to yep. like make this work but it's all it's looking like even going on strike isn't going to coincide with love island or big brother oh. because god forbid good things happen to me <laughs> well you know if people did want more content during the month of august perhaps they could find a way to access bonus content if only you could sign up to become a patron of BoJack HorsePod. Patreon.com slash BoJack HorsePod. And there's tons of bonus content there. More every month. Mm-hmm. We will obviously record August Patreon content. Yes. Yes. Duh. Of course. But it's like if we're finding the time to record, it's going to be for that before mm-hmm. it is starting Tuca and Bird Pod. Pod. Yes. Yes. Agreed. But I'm excited to start that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> I'm just like... I have to admit that I'm only human. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's okay. I think that's allowed. Yeah. And I I think we, listen, we did all of BoJack without missing a week. Even the one time we were going to miss a week, we still recorded like something random (laughs) through Facebook Messenger, notes app. And I mean, listen, if Lindsay's so inclined, we could do that again for sure. (laughs) (laughs) True. We could do one the week before Duke and Bird Pod. I can come up with some Um, questions for you. (laughs) Ooh. 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 I love it. I love yeah. it so much. But yeah, well, listen, we're doing our best out here. We're just two adult women trying our best. That's right. That's right. And that's my said. new trivia team name. <laughs> two. We <laughs> we, we don't say it. Two adult women are doing our best, but it'll be like three people just doing our best with a great <laughs> attitude. Nice. Nice. 
Oh, God. But yeah, uh, it will be August 2nd when people are listening to this. So great time to become it's a patron. August, baby. Become a patron, please. You're already a horse girl, but you should get the executive membership. That's right. <laughs> but Lindsay, should we tell people what time it is right now? I'd love to know. Brian Scally hasn't told me in weeks. Yeah, Brian Scally, please. What time is it right now? <laughs> What time is it? Okay, so it is Sunday, July 31st, 2022. At the time of recording, it is 4.43 p.m. in the Pacific time zone where I am. It is 7.43 p.m. in the Eastern time zone. It is 12.43 a.m. on Monday, August 1st in London. And it is 7.43 a.m. on Monday, August 1st in Hong Kong. And Lindsay, what time is it right now where you are? It is 8.43 p.m. in the Atlantic time zone. (laughs) Crazy. Yes. Philbert, coming soon. (laughs) Yeah, Philbert actually might be canceled. No, Philbert might not be coming soon. As mentioned, this is coming out on August second, and there are some holidays today. Oh yeah, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I have a bit. What I was like it? Lindsay, but it's it hasn't been that long. Oh my god. Oh my okay, god. it is Dinosaurs Day. Okay, we love that. It is National Computer-Aided Design Day. You really blew past the dinosaur thing. What's your dinosaur opinion? I don't know. Listen, I grew up in a house where my mom didn't believe dinosaurs were real. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. One year I came home for Christmas and my mom was reading a book that was like, The Adventist View on Dinosaurs. And I was like, Mom, what are you reading? It was like a thousand pages, I swear to God. And she's like, it's actually a really great read and you should definitely read it. And I'm like, Mom, the world is older than like 3,000. Like, oh my God. And she was like, no, it's not. Wow. So fraught then. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I also had a conversation with my mom once where she was trying to argue that evolution's not real. Mm. I was like, okay, but like, can you ex- like see that like species adapt over time and she was like yeah of course they adapt over time but evolution is fake and I was like no but that is evolution literally listen not an educated woman my mother but I love her very kindly and I I do miss her I I do miss her yeah oh my god incredible I think my favorite Facebook thing that I ever saw was someone commenting and they were like if evolution is real then how do you explain ghosts and I was like what there's a lot of complicated um, stuff going on here that's even more fraught than my history with dinosaurs. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch The Land Before Time, Lindsay. Oh my god, I loved that movie so much, but I watched it again as an adult and was like, wow, this was too scary for kids. I should not have been watching it when I did. I like how you say that movie as if there's not like 19 of them. Yeah, well, I mean, I choose only to perceive the first one. Okay, <laughs> you grumpy old woman. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I watched all of them. Not all of them. I probably watched the first like five or six, but I really, really loved the first one. I thought that was a masterpiece. Listen, I couldn't tell you if I've seen it or not. I wasn't allowed. Oh, well, I think you'd remember if you've seen it. I mean, I've seen some of them, but I don't know if I've seen the first one. First one's just truly devastating and very, very scary. Hazel showed it to her son maybe a little prematurely and regretted it. Oh my God. Sorry, Hazel. Hmm. Sorry for your son, more so, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, okay, it's also National Computer-Aided Design Day. Okay. The use of computer software to create, change, analyze, or optimize designs, like in architecture. Yeah, we had to learn that in high school computer class. What? <laughs> yeah, grade 11, I think. All I did in high school computer class was, like, a booklet of Excel activities. And, mm. like, we had duotanks for, like, all these different activities, and you just, like 
each do a tang counted as a credit towards graduating. So you had to do like a minimum of six wow. in the semester. But you could do as many as you wanted. Each do a tang. It's <laughs> incredible. Oh, the Ameri- we lost the Americans there because they definitely don't call them duotangs. What do they call them? Just folders. But like a folder to me is different. Yeah. Because like duotangs don't have the little folder things. They have the little, They've got the little tabby tabs. But yeah. That's like it's a Canadianism in case yeah. you didn't know. I didn't. Yeah. It's National Coloring Book Day. Okay. Coloring books had a moment. I love them as an adult now, even now. It's so relaxing. Yeah, fair. I'll allow it. <laughs> okay, you'll allow it, but you won't celebrate. Got it. It's National Ice Cream Sandwich Day, which mm. I would love to partake in. Definitely, I love a good yes. ice cream sandwich. Mm-hmm. Happy to partake in that. There's Chapman's has these ice cream sandwiches where one side of the sandwich is like chocolate cookie with vanilla ice cream and mm-hmm. the other half is chocolate ice cream with vanilla cookie. Whoa. And it's like honestly one of the best things I've ever tasted in my life. Like it's sure a chip witch is better, but like come on. <laughs> Man, I don't know if I agree that a chip witch is better. I love them both, but I think maybe I like the other one a little better. Oh, I like a chip witch better hundred percent. Hund Hundo P. But you may celebrate with whichever you like. Your mileage may differ, yeah. (laughs) It is also National Night Out, which is dedicated to building relationships between communities and law enforcement. Uh. (laughs) Is this the time to talk about my dream about you? Yeah, it is actually a perfect (laughs) segue to talk about your dream about me. I woke up this morning and realized I'd had a dream about Kirsten wherein she told me that she had been forced to take an exam for work and they said you have to sit, list all the great things about being in law enforcement and Kirsten couldn't come up with anything and so they made her have disciplinary action against her. I mean, I think if it was at my work and my job relied on me coming up with like positives about law enforcement, I could probably make some stuff up. Like I, did, I didn't swear an oath. I don't have to tell the truth. True. <laughs> it's just an exam. Yeah. It's, it's not like on the stage. <laughs> Anyways, a cab. Indeed. <laughs> but yeah, so it's to provide community watch groups necessary information, resources, and assets to stay informed, interested, involved, and motivated. So National Night Out is with community watches, but it's to like combine your community with the police. Hmm. I don't like it. Doesn't sound ideal. And that's it for today. Yeah. Whoa. Light Those are all the holidays. Yeah, it's a light. It's second of the month. I feel like it doesn't have like the the wham bam of Mm -hmm. like the first of the month right like i feel like the first of august has a lot of holidays Mm -hmm. yeah thank god we're not sending this on the first you would be (laughs) furious (laughs) august 1st is world lung cancer day and i feel like i'm like are you celebrating the cancer like that's so weird like it should say like lung cancer awareness Awareness. day yeah Yeah. i don't know better or like research or like lung cancer research day i don't know i feel like that's a problem and the picture is just a stack of cigarette butts and like a lot of people get lung cancer that have never smoked also so i think that's part of the awareness building they should be doing yeah Mm -mm, not good (laughs) i don't like that august 2nd is where we're at this is also the first podcast you've recorded in your new home on Bojack Horse Pod, yes. Horse Pod, yes. <laughs> I have recorded like 40 other ones. two. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I've recorded two Love Islands, a Mess Magnets, a Renap, a Renap, and I've Twitch streamed two times, three times. Yeah. All right. Well, for the Horse Girls. But it's the first Horse Girls podcast here. That's right. And tomorrow will be my first Big Brother podcast here because I will be on the slop. 
Wow. God, you're so busy. It's good that we're taking a little break for you. <laughs> I need, I, it's, it's because like, l- like literally I haven't even been on Kowski cast talking Riverdale either. I've been like, Mary, no, I can't do it. I'll <laughs> see refuse. you on this. I'll see you for the finale. Yeah. Good. Good. Anyways, how are you, Lindsay? Like, how are you feeling now that we're done horse pod? Like Bojack, the Bojack portion that- of horse pod. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I had like the first part of this trip, we spent some time with some of Cam's friends and they had a lot of questions about the podcast because some of them watch BoJack. And so I feel like I was doing a ton of reflecting on it and was just feeling really good about it. And we've gotten so much nice feedback about the finale. And I feel like it's just been a real appreciation time for BoJack Horsepod. I feel like you only podcast about good shows. And so like <laughs> when people ask you about podcasting, you don't have to be embarrassed by it. I still feel Whereas like people are like, oh, you podcast. That's so cool. Like I should listen to it. And I'm like, no, you absolutely <laughs> should not listen mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, Love Island, Temptation Island, Too Hot to Handle, Big Brother. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, if you're embarrassed to watch it, I podcast about it. <laughs> When I did the sleepover podcast for Renap, a lot of people were asking me what I was working on. I was like, this is simply too niche. I'm sorry. I can't recommend it to you. Oh, but it's honestly, I think that anyone could listen to that podcast and enjoy it. It's (laughs) so good. Yeah. My magnum opus. Honestly, it might be the best thing you ever create in your entire life. (laughs) It's possible. Just kidding. Horsepot is better. Yeah, fair. Very fair. Kirsten, you'll be pleased to know I did slight homework for this episode. And I went through all of the feedback we've received and grouped it according to general feedback, finale feedback, and earlier in the show feedback, just to make our lives easier. Well, I'm sorry that you had to do that, but I appreciate you deeply. I didn't even consider (laughs) Like, I feel like I should have been like, Lindsay, what can I do to help? But instead, I was like... (laughs) I'll just pop onto a Zoom. Everything's fine. Because I was thinking like this way, I won't have to just like flip around between the form and the emails and opening new Mm, emails. Look at you. Do we have like a lot of feedback? We have quite a bit of feedback. Some of it I can probably consolidate. I didn't do that ahead of time, but you know. Oh. But yeah. Where would you like to begin? General feedback? Early in the series feedback? Or finale feedback? Okay. So here's our, our, how we decide, what we need to decide. I feel Mm -hmm. like we either are going to do everything overall in general first Mm -hmm. and then go into like older newer Mm -hmm. or we do older newer and then the general or do we go newer older general (laughs) i have general here first so okay let's do general (laughs) all right a lot of these people wrote in like months ago some of them so i'm sure they're excited to be finally featured on the podcast so yes and thank you everyone for the feedback Yeah, so feedback has all been lovely, and we appreciate everyone who wrote in all along the way, and especially for this episode, because it gives us something to talk about. (laughs) It helps us, like, close the book. Close the book, exactly. So this is from Ritz. Out of all of the episodes, which one has been your favorite? Which one did you like the least? Which season was your favorite? And which was your least favorite? And why? Ooh, okay. Favorite episode of BoJack. That is hard. Hmm. I feel like I don't remember all the episodes. I mean, I've always said Time Zero is my favorite. I think I still stand by that. But I think some of the ones that have popped up along the way that I have developed a new appreciation for, I really liked Ruthie was wonderful. Yes, Ruthie is great. Yeah. I really liked the Amelia Earhart story is also a really good episode. Yeah. And Good Damage I thought was really great. Um, Planned Obsolescence is one of the funniest ones. Yep. That's with the Oxlottles. True. Yeah. I'm just looking at the episode list. I feel like we developed a new appreciation for the one that we did with Chappelle about the 
Cancel. So stop the presses. Yeah, stop the presses. Yeah, thoughts and prayers is a mm. very, very good episode. Yeah, I think I have really, in terms of what episodes were the most enjoyable or maybe the most rewarding to cover, I think a lot of those Princess Carolyn ones were especially good because mm-hmm. I feel like we got to really dig into like her character in a way that was really satisfying. Yes, I really, really, really liked those. Any of the kind of like one character-esque ones are all really yeah. good. Going back to early Bojack, anything with Aquafina. Yes. Sixteen Aquafina. <laughs> yes. In terms of which one did I like the least, I don't know. I feel like maybe some of the like extremely early ones are just like maybe a little bit less special. Listen, my least favorite episode is still the underwater episode and yes. nobody can change my mind. I like dialogue. Yeah. Like part yeah. of what makes the show amazing is the dialogue. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think I tend to agree. Oh, and, and I also didn't like the one with the stupid mulch story. It was dumb. <laughs> it was a good episode, but it's a dumb story. So I take that RB dub. <laughs> yeah, take that RB dub. Surf's down, baby. He's never going to listen to this. Never, clearly. He listened to one episode. In terms of seasons, do you have a, a new take? I know that was one that you struggled with a bit. So, before. yeah, it's, it's tough. I honestly... Season five might be my favorite. Yeah. I really like season five. Like season four, five, and six, I feel like are all just like practically perfect. Agreed. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing where season four is the one I've always called my favorite, but I think just like once we hit season four, it felt like we just never had a miss after that. Yeah. I mean, I just, I really, the the series is so good. Like there's not really a whole lot of misses. True. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think maybe just season one just is my least favorite just because there's, not as much established background yet i just like i don't know season one has like such a special place in my heart (laughs) though because it's like without season one we'd have none of it yeah season two maybe would be my least favorite just Mm -hmm. simply because i can't i can't can't. (laughs) good good all right next question is from jake Long time horse girl, first time commenter. Which Bojack yes. character would do the best on Survivor and why is it Todd? Oh my god, Todd would like literally <laughs> for sure win. Like he would just luck into stuff. It's absolutely Todd. That social game. <laughs> Bojack would not do great. No, very much not. I think Diane would also not do well. <laughs> I actually think Mr. Peanut Butter would maybe be even better than Todd. Yeah, Mr. Peanut Butter seems like maybe he's got some of the like Fabio vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could see him. Yeah. How a great would, and worthy winner. Yeah. Yeah. How would PC do? I think that she would be just seen as a threat. I feel Too like she'd be of one threat. of those like yeah. women who goes out pre-merge because people are like super threatened by her. Yeah. Agreed. Plus she's like, like over 40. Now she has a kid. That archetype does not do well. And she would like want to be like fixing everything and like mm-hmm. in control. And I think that would rub people the wrong way, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah, I think Todd is a great pick. He tends to fail upwards a lot of times. <laughs> he does fail upwards a lot. I think Todd and Mr. Peanut Butter would be the most successful on Imagine the, that on the show. alliance. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. And the, you know they wouldn't betray each other. Yeah, it's true. Next question is from Sam. Sam says, as we approach the end of BoJack, we've seen many guest stars come through and lend their voices to the world for various stretches of time. What would you say has been the most surprising voice you've heard throughout the seasons? One that you didn't expect or just simply surprised you that they became involved? For me, it would have to be Paul McCartney from season two, episode four, after the party. Definitely made me look at the IMDb. Yes, it is very surprising mm-hmm. Paul McCartney <laughs> was on this show. Yeah, I can't think of like, I feel like I'd have to see a list of like best guest stars on BoJack. Yeah, I'm like looking up 
the list of like is there like a single list of guest stars top of um, all time on gold derby that's the same same exact link <laughs> that i am clicking angela bassett giving so much of her time to the show is surprising mm-hmm. i like that margo martindale is number one on this list <laughs> listen she was on the show a lot and she's busy she's booked and busy helen mm-hmm. arkin as jd salinger yeah, Jessica Beale playing herself because mm-hmm. of the way they play Jessica Beale is very surprising. Yes. Stephen Who Colbert as Mr. Witherspoon. I don't know if I remember. We definitely that. talked about <laughs> yeah. it. We definitely talked about it. Yeah. Maybe Hillary Swank. She's very famous. Is she? I mean, I guess she's like, not anymore. I, I would say Hillary <laughs> Swank has like A-list name recognition, but like what is the last thing Hillary Swank did? Like if this had happened shortly after Million Dollar Baby, like sure, but <laughs> Million Dollar Baby was in 2004. Mm-hmm. Lin-Manuel Miranda is a good... Yeah, that's author. another one, but it's like I'm actually just surprised that he didn't play himself. Yeah. I feel like we were a little surprised about RuPaul being the ant queen. <laughs> Mm, RuPaul does like a lot of little one-off things yeah yeah like she was even in an episode of like two broke girls (laughs) I think the surprise with RuPaul is that she's an aunt who is against fracking but RuPaul's (laughs) own home has fracking going on yes yes I think but Paul McCartney I really think is just like the number one answer yeah Paul McCartney's not even on that list which is a little shocking they probably forgot it happened yeah all right, so Kiki says, and this was way back. So Kiki at this point was on season two, episode nine. And I think they wrote it in again oh, later to be like, well, I've made it, I'm done. <laughs> Kiki says, my ultimate favorite episode has to be the old Sugarman place. I know it's messed up, but I have a lot of reasons for it. It's not an episode for beginners to get into because of how dark it is, but in some way they can. Two weeks ago, I found your podcast. Funny enough, it's the first ever podcast I got into. <laughs> oh my God, we're yeah. someone's first podcast? Yeah, I love your random antics and your perspective on the show. <laughs> That's iconic. Oh my God, wait, Lindsay, what was the first podcast you listened to Jeez, i feel like RETP was the first one that i got like properly into but i don't know if it was the first I, one I ever listened to listen i was like the og serial fangirl mm, like i was not i was late to serial i i was a little late to serial but like that was like how i got into podcasts like as with so many other people mm-hmm. yeah but i like i remember when we started listening to serial we listened to an episode and then i like went home and then got scared and made my friend come pick me up so i could sleep on his couch because i was like i can't i can't go to bed i'm too scared yeah no, i hope I think- we've never done that to anyone <laughs> true i hope people didn't need a break after dealing with us okay we are now on to the finale portion or season six Ooh, portion okay okay so starting with sarah i can't remember if i read this one already <laughs> that's okay well we can read it again okay great so sarah says in episode 11 bojack says what's the point of growth if they can get you on the old shit you've done and i think that can resonate with a lot of people well-adjusted people know that growth is something you do for yourself not for how others will perceive you but bojack is not well-adjusted his whole arc has been about how he's perceived and chasing the illusion of happiness and wrapping up his happiness in his perception first as a star then as a serious actor then as a recovering addict then as a professor and finally as bojack he doesn't know why he's trying to change just that there's something innately inside of him propelling him forward in the end, when everything comes out, when he hits rock bottom, he's alone, and everyone in his life has let him fall so that he can make the changes that he needs to have the growth that he needs. And within that growth, he can learn that you can't grow for others, only for yourself. And I think that's so special and such a great lesson. And the way that he gets there is obviously unhealthy, but hopefully others can watch it and understand that they can get there without being cut off from everyone they love. That may have been totally off base because I haven't watched the finale yet. <laughs> those are my thoughts. So 
That's lovely. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. And then Sarah sent a separate message that said, okay, I don't know how I missed this somehow over the past year, but Judah's last name is Manodog. Man or dog? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Manodog. Yeah. Yep. That's right. He's a man. A very yeah. handsome man. <laughs> so handsome. So uh, dreamy. <laughs> the aforementioned Kiki also wrote in again and said, I just realized this podcast is almost over. So Kiki has some thoughts on the finale and said, for the last episode, Ooh. how would you have ended it? And they have provided their own take on Ooh. each character. But would you prefer to hear that first or would you like to share your own? I mean, here's the thing. I know that the finale is somewhat controversial and that some people Mm -hmm. really don't like how it ended, but I think you and I were both pretty much in agreement that we really like it. I like how it ended Mm -hmm. with Todd and Mr. Peanut Butter and Princess Carolyn and Diane and just like closed each book, but in the unique ways it needed to be. Like Diane and Bojack are never going to talk again. Princess Carolyn and Bojack will be in each other's lives, but mostly just, like, in a professional context, they'll run into each other. Mm-hmm. Todd, maybe Todd and Bojack will be friends again. I feel like that's yeah. left at least a little open-ended. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Pe- like, he's definitely going to live with Mr. Peanut Butter when he gets out of prison. Like, yes, I just, I, I feel like all of those things make a lot of sense with regards to how the show went. And even with Todd, I feel like in season five, if you were like, oh, yeah, the show ends and Todd never talks to Bojack again, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. But then after you see Todd's arc with his mom, it makes perfect sense that he would then be more open to, like, opening that door with Bojack again. Like, I just think it's beautiful and it makes sense. And I, I'm not a writer. And there's a reason for that. And so I, I don't think I could make it better than what it is on its own. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. I think that we hashed it out a lot in our finale episode, but I just think they did such a good job of not tying everything up in a neat little bow because that's not what the show is about. And I think they did such a good job of being like, some of these relationships are simply going to end and some of them are just going to change. And I think that that one of the things that we had talked about was about the actual growth that they let their characters do. And part of that Mm -hmm. is that sometimes relationships end. That doesn't mean that they failed necessarily. It just means that the people have moved on and have changed. And I think that there's something really lovely in seeing that. So, 100%. But what does Kiki suggest? Kiki says, first of all, so first of all, they said, I just have a few tweaks. I think the ending is fine, considering the plot has built up to that moment. So, but they say, first, where's Judah? Would have loved to have at least one shot of Princess Carolyn and Judah together and see how they interact with each other outside of work. We do have a few good scenes of them, but I want to see more. So I think we talked about enjoying that it was just the core five, but. Listen, more Judah is never something I'm going to fight about, you know? Yes, yes. I, I would have been comfortable seeing a cute little scene between them, but it's like okay. just seeing them like have a kiss or something. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. They also said though, Mr. Peanut Butter, it would have been nice to finally have a picture of Erica with Mr. Peanut Butter at work and a photo caption saying, Hanging with the amazing Erica. Knowing what Erica looks like would be cool, but I feel like they've given us so many clues that it would really like hamper them. Yes. They proposed Todd showing Todd and Maud at a pride parade or him helping out at Cinnabunny would be good. Why would he be helping at Cinnabunny? Because it's cute. <laughs> I guess it would be cute. It would be cute. Princess Carolyn, Judah playing his guitar with PC by his side, enjoying the music in a peaceful scenery, something Princess Carolyn wanted, with the addition of Ruthie playing with another child, showing a different baby cat breed, implying that PC and Judah have adopted more children. <laughs> oh. And finally, Guy holding a baby buffalo in his lap with Guy Jr. playing peekaboo and Diane standing next to Guy. All these photos would have, in- have nature in common and finally, Bojack would be sitting on Cuddly Whiskers' porch looking straight forward and says, 
Well, like she used to say, time zero neither stands nor stands still nor reverses. It merely marches forward. The end. Apologies for this long email. <laughs> no need to apologize. I think I, I will admit I'm having a hard time visualizing this. And I just feel like that doesn't, like, that seems like a different show. Yeah, I feel like it's very, like, nice tied up loose ends. And I do like the lack of tidiness, I think. Because tidiness ain't real. It's yeah, baby. Baby. <laughs> but yes, thank you, Kiki, for writing in. I know yes. you probably will not hear this for a long time based on where you were in the run. But yes, thank hey, you for writing. You'll hear it one day. That's right. James, I just binged the entire podcast and I am obsessed. Hopefully I get Thanks, this in James. before your feedback show. And it was just a few days ago. So perfect timing. James went through each of the times that an F-bomb gets dropped in each season. So famously, it only happens once a season. Oh. And James says, the first three are Bojack at his worst, being dressed down by those closest to him. Then there is a dark and comedic moment of, fuck you, mom. <laughs> I don't know if it was just, I think it was just dark. But yeah. And then season five and six F-bombs are the real downers, both being the same line of, what the fuck is wrong with you? First coming from Gina to Bojack after he strangles her. And the second is from Gina's co-star to Gina after she's reliving the trauma Bojack put her through. Having these two scenes connected in this way highlights how Gina is one of the many tragic characters who had their lives ruined by Bojack Horseman. So sad. She's so talented. She just wants some respect. A star. First on the call sheet. Yes, yes. Okay, so next, Carolyn sent this early awesome one about the art in season six. Okay, okay. And they said, in the real world, Margaret Keene died yesterday, so whenever that was. (laughs) She's the subject of the movie Big Eyes. I always thought the sad clown with a theater mask art in Bojack's childhood home was a reference to her work. I made the connection before, but I finally looked it up, and there is a really cool thing. I'm going to send you a link here. Oh, yay, yay, yay. If you scroll down... You can see all of the different art that is featured in Bojack Horseman. Oh, that is so cool. And the actual stuff that it is based off of. And I think this sad clown one is maybe not in this article because Carolyn sent it separately, which I appreciated because it was a really cool one. Wow. Yeah, this whole thing is super cool. Yeah. So just another example of how nothing is ever an accident in Bojack. And then, thank you for all your hard work over the last year and a half. I've loved all of your thoughtful takes on the show. Your perspectives on Diane are especially nuanced, and I thoroughly appreciate it. Good damage and the view from halfway down are some of the best episodes of television. We'll have to agree to disagree on Zach Braff, though. It was nice while it lasted, though. (laughs) Listen, if you want to love Zach Braff, that's your situation. Carolyn also says, PPS, my parents just started watching BoJack, and when we got to season one, episode 11, I said, this one gets dark, and my dad said, it gets more dark than this. Good times. <laughs> Ooh, sorry to your yes. dad. <laughs> yes, and then Matt says, hey, it's Matt, the only famously known hater of the What Time Is It section of the podcast. <laughs> First of all, I want to tell Kirsten that her opening up about her experiences were so brave. It's probably one of my favorite episodes, and you guys handled it so well. The final scene where Bojack is talking with Diane is just too much, man. I hope they never make any more episodes of this perfect show. Looking forward to Toucan Birdie. I agree. Jules says, first of all, I love that I got sad on Twitter and didn't send in any feedback, but I did. (laughs) So Jules actually did send something. I just (laughs) forgot. And also said, thank you, Kirsten, for being so honest and direct in your finale coverage. She said, I won't ramble, but I'll just say I really appreciated you. Just telling the truth, baby. This is a long one, but I will try to summarize. Okay. (laughs) 
Thomas, listening to your finale podcast, I realized that I've always misunderstood the end of BoJack. On my first watch when the show originally ended, I had the impression that BoJack died in season six, episode 15, and the final episode was an interpretation of his funeral. Oh. Yeah. I know that in season six, episode 15, Herb says that there is no other side, but I saw the finale as how his friends were dealing with his funeral and death. Mr. Peanut Butter is the friend who sentenced you to life with my friendship. Gets all the basic tasks like picking him up, getting him a suit, getting flowers, that sort of thing. Todd adds his needed type of hijinks to the proceedings in the funeral with fireworks and the event gets too overwhelming and offers parting words about how it's about turning yourself around. Princess Carolyn is running the event, using it to create some business. She did the same thing at Herb's funeral. (laughs) BJ gives her closure on the relationship by saying she's the smartest woman that he knows. Diane retreats to her thinking place on the roof to think about Bojack one last time, look at the stars, and it means something this time rather than the writer's trick she used on him in season one. Vents about the damage that he did, but she has found direction in her life by trusting herself and accepting that a great guy could love her. The part of the finale that always threw me off was the opening segment with a prison acting troupe. In the previous episode, Bojack said the best part of his life was helping out new actors, so maybe this is the limbo he's in until he's put to rest at his funeral and his friends get closure. That's my flawed understanding of the finale, but as Todd says, maybe art is less about what people put into it and more of what we get out of it. I think that is pretty cool. <laughs> I have never thought that hard about anything in my life, <laughs> literally. Like, wow. Yeah. I think I don't, I think you're being too hard on yourself saying it's a misinterpretation, Thomas. I think this is a cool interpretation. And I mean, I do <laughs> think it in the literal sense it's a misinterpretation because sure. it's not like what it ha- the show says but it's a really cool interpretation exactly yeah no i think yeah like we can take it either literally or put a spin on it and i think this is a very thoughtful one so yeah and then there's a specific shout out here to at maddie fresh 24 from thomas when i rewatch oh, yeah. the series next time i'll listen to your podcast again hopefully maddie fresh will chime in on his thoughts about the finale since he said it's overall the best end to any tv series listen i'm sure we could find out maddie fresh's thoughts i yes. feel like we, we have ways maddie wrote in and said i promise i'm not a bojack apologist was the subject line i feel like that's something i said a lot over the course of this podcast <laughs> i promise i'm not a bojack apologist yeah like i'm yes. not agreeing with bojack but mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm just gonna try to summarize maddie a little bit it's interesting how bojack genuinely wants to do the right thing in regards to admitting that he screwed up in public like the gina story the sarah lynn story but he's still a stupid piece of shit with shitty deeds. And I love the line from Diane about how the plane has taken off and he has a choice to grab a parachute or face the difficulty to come. The Diane of it all, I agree with Kirsten about how shitty it is that Diane didn't actually do anything with the Penny story. But I kind of perceived it as finding out something so shocking about someone that you care about that you don't want to believe it. Yeah, I think it's just hard to even be like, well, what would Diane have done in that situation? Yeah. Like, what would she have actually done with it? But it mm-hmm. also just feels so out of character that she said nothing. Yes, yes. This is one of my favorite points that any listener has ever sent in. (laughs) I found it funny because when I started listening, I would scroll down to the really deep and meaningful episodes like Showstopper and see that it's well over an hour and would think, yeah, that makes sense. But in reality, it was just the times where the holiday segments were really long. It's so good. <laughs> I think it's also like the really important episodes are the ones where we were like the most like, oh, I don't even want to talk about it. Like, <laughs> let's talk about anything else. Yes. So good. Maddie then wrote in again to say, I just finished the pod and wanted to add that my favorite part of the show is the ending of each season where we have this deep, hurtful event and what happens after. I could rant about the show forever, but honestly, it's so perfect. You find yourself hating, loving, and relating with every character. 
Also a general statement to you both. Thank you both for your, your vulnerability and reflecting on the topics, anecdotes, and ideas that are troubling. And I hope you're both doing well. I never really got parasocial friendships until I got into this podcast. Every time I listen, Aww. I feel like I'm listening to my friends. <laughs> That's so cute. Adorable. <laughs> yes. Aww. Look at us right. getting people into podcasts, getting people into parasocial <laughs> relationships. Oh, iconic. Yeah. Converting people, honestly. It's incredible. <laughs> but yes. And then just a couple more. These are from much earlier in the run. But Fonzo wrote in and said, oh my gosh, I'm trying to rapid fire through these episodes so I can catch up. And I remembered how BoJack isn't a show you can power through. <laughs> yeah, True. Yes, and they also said, I just listened to season three, episode 11, when Sarah Lynn dies, and there's so many layers to how toxic her life was, but something that truly broke my heart in this episode is that the bear who accepts her award is her stepdad, who has been hinted as an abuser to her. I think yeah. we maybe we touched I on that think later, we touched but... on that later, yeah. Gross. Yeah. yeah, and then very last thing, and then I will let you speak, Kirsten. <laughs> um, no, it's fine. I don't need to. <laughs> we have two more five-star reviews. Yay! One of which is from Toby. What time is it right now? It's horse girl time. <laughs> Finally caught up. You're so funny. The show means so much to me. Bojack is my comfort show and you have such great perspectives on it. It really makes you think. <laughs> Hashtag justice for Roxy. <laughs> Literally justice for Roxy, though. Diane's mm-hmm. a horrible friend to Roxy. Honestly. And then lastly, this is from Angel. Five stars and... <laughs> Angel has a comment in here that I immediately set to Kirsten as potentially a miracle. It says, now, you, first of all, you guys are amazing. Took me about two and a half weeks to catch up. You have different opinions from my own, and that helps me see things from a different point of view. And I don't think that's ever been said on the internet. <laughs> yeah, literally. So first of all, two and a half weeks to listen to all of it is extremely impressive. So yes. shout out Angel. And then also, like, I think that's something that we all need to work on mm-hmm. is, like, when someone disagrees like I mean obviously not in the cases of like when someone's like a a fascist or whatever like but I think it's very clear those situations where someone's like just not arguing in in good faith but like when someone has a different opinion from you being able to be like whoa let me listen to that and try to understand why and then Mm -hmm. like challenge my own beliefs and I just think that is so missing from the internet and really appreciate Angel for saying just like see even just saying that I feel like a lot of people wouldn't even be able to be like oh I I disagree but I still like it yeah no I loved it so much and it was so kind and thank you Angel for saying that and they also said they would give this 10 stars if they could so thank you for your five (laughs) thanks for the five stars yay that's all our feedback Kirsten I feel like I've just been babbling for 30 minutes but it was also nice and good listen we've been talking back and forth don't (laughs) don't sit there and act like you've said it like come on I know Sam Stanish also texted me and I need to find it because I feel like he had some stuff to say. That's the thing, too, is that's so cool is, like, our friends are, like, actually, like, listeners and love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so after the finale pod came out, Sam texted me and just said, you simply must continue the time and holidays for all future pods. Love it. Yes. Love and we it. loved having Sam on every season, except for season two or something. Something like that. It might have been every season three that he wasn't. I don't know. But we love, obviously loved having Sam on, and Sam is going to be, I'm pretty sure Sam has, watched, like, watches Tuca and Bernie, and I know Sam is a big Veep head, so Incredible. I know that we'll hear more from Sam Stanish in the future. Yes, wonderful. Yeah, no, we had such good people come on, and it was so nice getting everybody to come chat with us about BoJack. So much fun. Hazel said she was going to send feedback, but evidently forgot. <laughs> wow, Hazel. WTF. Yeah rude but yeah oh my god thank you so much everyone for actually sending in so much Mm -hmm. feedback and not just like (laughs) 
feedback, but like super thoughtful and interesting ideas and just like opening up to us and sharing with us. And I cannot believe that we are like done with BoJack. Done with BoJack. It's incredible. The horse girls are the best. We've said it all along, but still true. We love (laughs) y'all. We love y'all so much. And we're so appreciative to you all and grateful that this is a podcast we get to make together. I know I love talking to Lindsay and I think we've both become better podcasters for it. It's one of those iron sharpens iron situations, I think. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly right. (laughs) Because we're just both so good that like Mm -hmm. we make each other better. (laughs) And then yeah, we're also doing really fun stuff over on the Patreon. So Mm -hmm. if you have a few extra dollars to spare... We really appreciate them over at patreon.com slash bojack horsepod. Yes, indeed. And yeah, so we'll take a couple of weeks off, but then I think yes. we'll probably be back like early September. Yeah, I'd say that's probably that's probably about when things will be winding down and I'll be yeah. good to go. Thanks everybody for sending all this stuff. Send more things if you want to. I'll still respond to your emails. Yeah, Lindsay is like very organized, <laughs> so it's fine. But in the meantime, Lindsay, if people are looking for more of your content, where can they find you? Yes, you can find me talking about Futurama over on the podcast of tomorrow with Alex Kuntz and also over on Post Show Recaps talking every week with the great Grace Leader about what we do in the shadows season four. It has been very fun so far. Yay. Plus vampires, right? Vampires, baby. (laughs) I love vampire content. I haven't watched that show yet, though. So Very funny. Very, very funny. And if people want to hear more from me, you can hear me every week talking about pop culture, celeb gossip, and trending topics with Sasha Joseph on Mess Magnets, at least until the end of August. We'll see if we get renewed past then. As well as the Hot Dummies on Islands podcast is covering Love Island USA Season 4. It is such a fun season. Highly recommend to anyone who likes love shows. And Riverdale is still ongoing and I'll definitely be back on Cowskid Cast at least for the finale. That is cow with a K. But we will be back in a couple of weeks to talk about season one, episode one of Tuca and Birdie. And we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.